Welcome to the Drink Like a Lady podcast, which is hosted every week at this time, 3 p.m. with myself, Joya Das, and the founder of a movement called Lady Drinks for Executive Women, and Kathy DeCirco-Stewart, who is a business strategist. And the name of our uh, podcast is called Drink Like a Lady. It's a play on my business, which is Lady Drinks. And uh, we say that this podcast is really designed for emerging female leaders. We want you to be able to get a seat at the bar and we want you to be able to get a seat in the boardroom. So every week we're talking about different things that you can be doing to advance your career. And this season in particular, we are spending a lot of time talking about mindset. And today specifically, we're not only talking about mindset, but we're talking about the difference between what is a wealth mindset and what does it mean to just have money. So Kathy's going to be joining me any minute now, and we're going to launch into the difference between having money and having a wealth mindset. And then we're also going to talk about about 10 ways that you can start to attract wealth into your life and be a successful female leader. I'm just waiting for Kathy here to be joining me. I see her here, so I'm gonna ask her to join me now. Hi, Kathy. And we're gonna be off to the races very soon. But you know, in this particular season, we're in season two of the Drink Like a Lady podcast, we've talked about limiting beliefs around money. Hi, Kathy, how are you? Hi, Jaya. We are talking, I was just bringing everyone up to date that we've been talking about yes. limiting beliefs around money and where do they come from. We were talking about how we can change those beliefs. How can you create a new mindset around money? And how can you just become more like sort of at ease with talking about money? And we're talking about women specifically, aren't we, Kathy? Exactly, exactly. That's really been our focus. And we do, believe it or not, we have different mindsets. And part of it is generational. Part of it has to do with um, what, what did we also call it? It was about the primal instinct that we had when we talked about last week as well. So we have quite a bit that uh, holds us back that we might not even know about. And I see Looks by Jesse has just joined us. I see that Yay Kathy has just joined us. Uh, we see Harpreet has just joined us from New Jersey. Ladies, if you have any questions on our Drink Like a Lady podcast today, we uh, invite you to ask us, hey, you know, the difference between between what is having money and, and that and having a wealth mindset. So what, let's explain that difference. So, you know, really the difference is you can have money in the bank, but still there's a mindset that, you, that means that you don't feel um, good about your lifestyle. You don't feel that you feel safe or you're actually um, in abundance, it's abundance and joy that goes along with it. So that sounds very philosophical in some ways. It really is. Um, but what we're going to learn today, and, and Joy, I have to tell you, we went back and forth on the subject. I learned so much from what you're doing when it comes to wealth mindset, and, and I look <laughs> forward to you share it with our, uh, with our audience today. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the 10 ways that you can start to attract wealth into your life. And, you know, folks, the, our audience today is women leaders, emerging women leaders. We really want you to be able to foster some of these beliefs. Even if you take two away from our talk today, we're, that's more than, more than we hope for. So number one is to eliminate all the petty annoyances that you have been putting up with. And I'll let you take the lead on that one before I put my two cents in. You know, each of us, there's things that don't work for us. Um, and I'm very much an organized person. So when things are out of order, it's an annoyance for me. So I like things, and, you know, I sometimes even get up in the middle of the night and I get ready for the next day, even though I've already gotten ready for the next day, something will come up. 
But annoyances may be, you know, whether or not there is your file system that's not working anymore for you, or whether or not, I mean, it may go down to your, your cell phone that no longer works or gets the um, reception you need. You need to really address those um, so that you can create what, what we call a flow of wealth into your life. And I would say that as an entrepreneur today, my biggest commodity, it used to be sleep. <laughs> my, now my biggest commodity is time. And I'm a firm believer if something doesn't give me energy, if someone's company doesn't give me energy, then I'm just not doing it anymore. I'm declining. I'm also going to be 48 this year. I'm kind of at that age where I can make those choices because I'm just in a different place. And so I think for me, when I think about petty annoyances, anything that doesn't give me, give me energy I'm yes. probably not doing it anymore. Yes. You know, coming from the fashion world uh, in the merchandising component, of it, I actually go through my closets and I merchandise my closets every season. And you take a look at those and, and it may seem silly and, and I'm not a stylist, but I style for myself this way. I want to go into my closet, pick what I want and leave. And if it's got uh, stains on it, especially for the summer, I don't know why stains happen so much in the summer, but they do. Um, or it no longer, you know, brings you feel, it makes you feel wealthy by bring, wearing a certain item. Time to get rid of it. Time to cleanse out. I just did that with a swimsuit from a couple years ago. I, every time I looked at it, it made me really down. And so I was like, I'm getting rid of it. Folks, I see Brown Girl Magazine has just joined us. I'm seeing uh, Jagrathy has just joined us. And uh, we are talking today about building a wealth mindset. And our first point that we just shared is to eliminate all the petty annoyances that are in your life or that you're putting up with. And point number two is to really respect your money, Kathy. What does that mean? Well, you know, all of us, we spend money, but sometimes we don't keep it in a safe spot and we don't. Um, and, and I have to say, one of the things in my wallet is I, that I sort of just fold them up and put them in, in a uh, place, but I always know where it is. Mm -hmm. um, um, but it's also about understanding that uh, you have to know what you have, you know, whether that's in your bank account, whether your bills are coming in, um, and whether or not, you know, uh, even for, for business, I'm always about, I've always gone and worked with the financial team, making sure that the records are correct. So this conversation is wealth building, but it's not just about our personal wealth building. It's about whether or not we're in leadership roads and we can do that in companies. And Rita is saying that her dad used to say that to her. You got to respect your money. For me personally, I have QuickBooks for my business, which is a tracking yeah. system for money going in and out of that. I have uh, FreshBooks, which is another accounting system for my personal. But at, at any given time, if I need to provide a snapshot of my financials, let's say I'm going to take a business loan. Yeah. Let's say I'm applying for a grant and I need either forward looking projections or backward looking projections. I can do that now in a snap because I'm entering all those things in real time as it's happening. But I can also, you know, I, I just rarely carry any cash anymore, but I do believe that it's important to respect your money. You know, I have money sitting in the bank right now and I could go buy you know, a Bottega purse, but I'm not going to. Right. right? Because I respect that I, every cent that's come in the door, it's something that I have earned. So folks, for those of you that are just joining, sorry, Kathy, just no. before you're joining us, I know that we've got a steady stream of folks who are just joining. We are talking about building a wealth mindset for emerging female leaders today. And number one is to eliminate all the petty annoyances that you're putting up with. Number two is to respect your money, Kathy. You know, and the, the respect your money, I just wanted to go back to, I'm very conscious of what I buy. If I buy something um, just for the sake of filling up space, it doesn't make me feel good. So there's that wealth mindset again, right? So really being very conscious of why you're buying it, how much you have, you know, being a COO, I mean, I even do inventory in my own home. It's, it's the funniest thing. Do I have enough, you know, 
did we get a goodbye? I still cut coupons. I don't care how much money we have. We have, we have coupons as well. Once again, respecting money. Yeah. So that was point number two for building a wealth mindset. And number three is to plug the money drains. And those money drains, I'll let you describe it. And then I'll tell you how I keep track of that. The money drains are those small little things that you may be, whether it's credit card fees, whether or not you do a trial basis on, um, you know, a subscription, especially now that we've been in COVID-19 for so long, you know, there's so many things we tried on the TV and you tried them, they're not working. there was one quid be that I tried and, and that just didn't work for me. I thought it would be something I would, but really understanding how those small little things add up. It can go back to coffee, you know, getting a coffee every day. Do you really need the coffee? I'm very fortunate. I don't drink coffee. Um, but there might be other things in our lives that we can just take a really hard look and say, do we really need those? I actually have alerts anytime any money goes out of my bank account so I can see if there's that little petty subscription to some stock photo library that I thought I needed, you know, 15 days ago, but I forgot to discontinue it before the trial period ended. And now here I am getting billed, you know, $15, $23. You'd be like, right. that's not really that much. But over time, that's going to compound and that's going to take away from your ability to build real wealth. And, you know, really, when you go through your, um, your checking account and your bills on your credit cards, there are times when things are not supposed to go through and they do go through. Yes. So you need to be very cautious. It's sort of like, well, it sort of slipped through. So be just very conscious that those things happen and that you can really manage them. They could be, you know, $100 a month. And if you think about it, that's $1,200 a year right off the bat. So number one, eliminate all the petty annoyances that you are putting up with. Number two is to respect your money. Number three is to really monitor your money and plug those money drains. Those little niggling expenses are where you're starting to fritter away at your ability to build wealth. And then number four is to create a vacuum. And I feel like this is very, this is a close cousin of number two. Yeah. And that's, you know, that goes back to Maria Kondo, who talks about cleaning out your closets, cleaning out things that are broken. I mean, there's, there's a, a karma co cause uh, philosophy behind that as well. And once you clean it out, you feel this freedom. First of all, you're not responsible for it anymore. And I often say to my children, you know, watch what you buy because you're responsible for it. And then you have to take care of it. So really love what you buy. Um, because then this way it, it actually frees you up to receive more money in the universe. I mean, I, I've been living in New York City for 24 years. So it, it's been some time now where every six months I would take things to the Salvation Army and get rid of it. So I'm a huge advocate of creating this vacuum and getting rid of things yeah. that you don't love. But, you know, recently, Kathy, we moved. We moved to Brooklyn and I cleared out 16 years of tapes from when I first started in television and, you know, tchotchkes from all of my travels and yeah. all of it was like sitting on the sidewalk as I was getting rid of it all. And I, I was like, wow, it's the detritus of my life as I'm sitting here staring at this pile, but I didn't miss any of it any of it. I felt so much lighter. And I would argue that for the first time in my 24 years of living in New York, besides the fact that I've moved to Brooklyn, I have money in the bank, you know, yeah. and, and I feel like, you know, part of clearing out all of that junk helped to create some of that wealth that I can be so proud of saying is in my bank account. You know, and a lot of people believe that if they hold on to stuff that they bought, that they're holding on to the wealth. But actually what they're doing is by giving it away. And I often think about who can use like extra dresses that, you know, I no longer wear um, or, you know, with age, things change and styles. But there are so many individuals out there that can use our old stuff. that's only old because it's been in our closet a long time. So we're actually um, sharing our wealth by um, doing the cleansing.
Nilma's just joined us. She joined us last week and she's joined yeah. us again this week. Nilma, this week we're talking about building a wealth mindset for female leaders and just the 10 different ways that you can really start to imbibe that or imbue that into your life. So number one is to eliminate all the petty annoyances that you're putting up with. Number two, respect your money in your wallet or wherever you leave it. Number three is to plug the money drains. All of those little niggling, little teeny expenses, whether it's coffee at Starbucks or whether it's you know the the interest charges on your yeah. credit card those niggling little expenses are starting to fritter away at your ability to build wealth number four is to create a vacuum and Nilma saying that she's very guilty of hoarding she needs to cleanse but when you really create that vacuum is when you're making space for some of that wealth and some of that enjoyment to come in number five is to put in place a daily pleasure I love this one Kathy and Joy I want to say when I read your part of this I thought I don't do that. Yeah. I, so I want you to take the lead on this because you've taught me something immediately that I need to do. So I have this productivity productivity planner. You can actually go to ladydrinks.com and buy it. Uh, it's, it's by a uh, productivity guru. His name is Brendan Burchard. You can see I've scribbled all over it. But every night... Uh, I plan out my next day. For me, I'm in a different headspace at night than I am in the next morning. I wake up in the morning and I feel like I'm already behind the eight ball. But nonetheless, even though I'm planning out my day, there's a series of prompted questions that Brendan asks you on the side. And the number one question is, what are you excited about tomorrow? And sometimes I look at my calendar of stuff and I'm like, there is not a goddamn thing that I am excited <laughs> about on this list of things that I've just made for myself. So I have to go back and retroactively install something that I'm going to be excited about. And it's just, I, I know what my top two values are, their adventure and their beauty. And I need to make sure that that is in every single day. Otherwise, I start to feel out of alignment with my business. And what am I really talking about when I look at my schedule and say I'm not excited? I'm out of alignment with what gives me joy. So for me, you know, really making sure that I have that daily adventure, that daily pleasure programmed in, like I actually am going to go do it, that gives me a lot of energy. Well, I, th I think that's a perfect example of what we should be doing because no matter what, life is to be enjoyed, no matter what that looks like, whether it's in business or personal. So um, I'm going to actually steal that from you and uh, use that on my, uh, my daily to-do list. Neoma says that she justifies it by buying 10 things on clearance. I'm sure that we've all been guilty of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but what if <laughs> bought one? <laughs> but why stop at one? Yeah. Um, for those of you that are just joining us, Rasha Goel has just joined us. We are talking today on the Drink Like a Lady podcast about building wealth and building wealth for female leaders. And so number one, the 10 tips that we're offering is eliminate the petty annoyances that you're putting up with. If there's a rip or a tear in that jacket or that sleeve, just get it taken care of. You yeah. know, it's just going to bring you down every time you have to look at it. Number two, respect your money. Look in your billfold right now. Are all the dollars facing the same way? Are they in there neatly? Respect your money. Number three is to plug the money drain. Every time you step into Starbucks and you get a coffee or you're, you know, racking up uh, interest charges on your credit card, you're frittering away at your ability to build real wealth. Uh, number four, just create a vacuum. Just get rid of all that stuff and make space for the new wonderful things to come in, including wealth. Number five, make sure you program in daily pleasure, something that you can be excited about and preferably aligned with your values. I know my top values are adventure and beauty. And number six is to strengthen your strengths, delegate the rest. What does that mean, Kathy? Well, you know, actually, all of us have this amazing gift and flow that we are, we're born with. And you enjoy doing it, whatever it is, and it comes very easy to whatever that may be. So why 
try to work against things that don't that aren't good for you. And I actually remember consulting with a, um, a CEO of a technology company, and he was just spent beyond belief. And, and I said to him, I want you to write down top three things that you love to do every day. And then I want you to write down the next one way or the other you could do, but you're not having that. And then the last three things, what do you hate doing? And I want you to give away those last three things immediately. But because of where he was in terms of building his business, he had to hold on to the top six. And then what he did is we went backwards. So it's the same thing for us individually. What do you love to do? And then do it and, and make sure it's at the top of your list every day. And I have to say that I'm learning the importance of being the visionary. In other words, I set the why for my company and I'm increasingly delegating things to the integrators who are the ones that are going to execute on that vision. And I don't know until I entered into this business mastermind that I'm in now that I realize that if I'm doing the janitor's work and I'm doing the CEO's work, there's only a till, like you wake up every morning with a certain reserve yeah. of energy each day. And if you're doing the admin stuff and you're doing the visionary stuff, some, you're, you're, you're really kind of cannibalizing, you know, where your talents lie. You're cannibalizing your time in favor of stuff that can be outsourced to other people. So if you're really thinking about building wealth, you've got to be able to work on your strengths. You've got to work, preserve that energy for what you only you can do. And you've got to outsource and automate the rest. That's so important. And I think also what it does is it brings you at a higher energy, which then allows the money to flow to you. Yeah. So folks, for those of you that are joining, we are um, we are doing our weekly Drink Like a Lady podcast where we're talking to female leaders about building wealth and what does it mean to have a money mind, not a money mindset, but a wealth mindset. Wealth mindset. So we just we just finished talking about, you know, strengthen your strengths and delegate the rest. Number seven is do something that energizes you. What does that mean, Kathy? Well, you want to make sure that, you know, there's certain things like I love to ride horses um, and when I even see a horse, as I pass one, I, I'm like, oh, look at that horse. And it's not like a dog, it's a horse, right? Right. Getting on a horse, feeling, feeling the strength and the beauty of that horse is something that energizes me. Um, I can't do it daily, but it's something that, I don't know, it fulfills a, a part of who I am. And, and I, I guess that's the best way to explain, it's just who I am. So it's for all of us, there's things that individuals like, it may be art, it may be bird watching, it may be, decorating or gardening, but that's so important. And I know, Joy, you also talk about doing that um, on the weekend thing. You talked about that a little bit, what you do, and I love that idea. Yeah, Laura Vandekam is an author that I've followed for a very long time. She's a time management expert. She's spoken twice at Lady Drinks. And one of the things she talks about, about you know, really optimizing your time with your family and your friends. Yeah. And so for me on the weekends, I like to at least have like one big anchor activity that I know that I have to look forward to. Otherwise, especially through the pandemic, it's just been a sea of weekend after weekend and the weekdays and the weekends have started to blur together. So I like to have like one anchor event, not three, not two, but which is one that I know I have something to look forward to this coming weekend. We're in the middle of the Indian holidays. My friend uh, Devyani, who's a Lady Drinks member, is having a Diwali party on Friday Yay! at her home. Yay! And I'm really looking forward to getting dressed up and showing yes. up and being there. And, and you know, there, there's a little bit of excitement around that. I also do something every day. I get up and I work out at six in the morning because that's for me. Those first 90 minutes of the day are about feeding me and self-care. That's beautiful. And I love the fact that you're celebrating Diwali. It's a new holiday that I'm working with um, this organization. And I absolutely, um, I'm a little sad that we can't do it in the traditional way we've done it, but yeah. we're coming to something that celebrates uh, the Festival of Lights. 
Um, I'm seeing Neeraj Dharj is joining us. Rasha Goel is joining us. And today, folks, we'll be on the Drink Like a Lady podcast. Um, Kathy and I, as we do every week at 3 o'clock, we are talking about um, how to get women a seat at the bar and how to get a seat in the boardroom. And we know that money and wealth are a big piece of what is signal success in our society, right, especially for a man or a woman. So today we're talking about building a wealth mindset. And for those of you that are just joining us, number one, eliminate all the petty annoyances that are just, you know, niggling away at you. Number two, respect your money, especially the way that it's sitting in your wallet. Number three, plug the money drains. Don't go get that Starbucks coffee every morning. Maybe think about making coffee at home, but that's like a little steady drip of money that's taking away from your ability to build true wealth. Number four, create a vacuum. Get rid of all the things that you don't love so you can create space for that new money to come in. Um, number five, put in place daily pleasure. What is it that gives you so much energy that you can make sure you do every single day? Focus on your talents is number six and delegate the rest. And then number seven is do something that energizes you. Number um, eight, Kathy, is under promise and over deliver. What does that mean? This one is specifically about business. So if you promise one, and, and you know, when I first went back and looked this up and, and talked about this, um, it's like, I always thought I could do something in one week. I, I, you know, okay, if I do this and I get that and I, get, I, can, I can deliver this project in one week. And it turns out I, I did it, but the stress at the end of it uh, may not have been as optimal for the client or the customer as possible. So if, if you believe you want to deliver something in one week, tell the, tell the customer two weeks or two and a half weeks. And then what happens is it actually creates this wonderful aura around the fact that you've, you've come back and now you are delivering it in 10 days. And they say, wow, that was amazing that you could do that. It also takes the pressure off. It allows you to be creative and it creates this very positive um, component to um, you know, the amount of energy that you put out and, and it's very um, productive. Right, and then the final tip that we have to offer today is invest in yourself. Keep learning, keep growing, keep inventing, reinventing yourself. And, and what's really important here is about the learning and growing and, and Joya, you've done that recently with uh, even this year with is finding a new way to be that entrepreneur that you've been. So why don't you talk a little bit about your, um, your transformation in the past nine months? I mean, I'm a huge advocate of investing in myself. I've invested in a business mastermind that I'm currently in. I've invested in um, classes along the way if, because, for example, I'm teaching a public speaking masterclass right now. And I might be talented in many different ways, but I didn't know how to create a class for seven people. And so I enrolled in a class for that, right? And that's an investment in myself. I invest in having a trainer every morning because the gyms haven't been open. I believe that all of that impacts the way that I show up, the confidence with which I show up. And so I think it's important to invest in yourself if you're really going to attract that meaningful wealth that we're talking about today. And that's so important. And that investing is, it, it could be just, you know, whether or not you're feeling good or, or taking a small vacation to get away. All of those are small investments in your well-being. And know that you're not going to get, we're such an instant gratification yeah. society, know that you're not going to get yeah. that gratification right away. Um, one of my favorite books was written by Bob Iger, the former CEO of Disney. Yeah. And when he was formulating and putting together the product that we now know today as Disney Plus, he went to all of his stakeholders in the company and said, you know, we're not going to be making money off of this for the first two to three years. But 
I will incentivize you for every time we hit a milestone marker and give you more options, more stock options in the company. And of course, Disney Plus today now has 55 million subscribers. It's become a huge product. It's probably the only way to access a lot of Disney's classics and beyond. But I love that his mantra the whole time was innovate or die. Disney animation that we knew in the 70s was no longer going to be what was going to carry the, the company that we know as Disney much further. And so I really love that he invested in the company, he invested in himself, and more importantly, invested in his employees. You know, that's the awareness of living. We are here as human beings to live, and that means growing no matter what stage of life. And even, and, and, you know, everyone thinks that you grow a lot in the beginning of life. But I often think that as you go through the stages of your career, and then you finally uh, create that money success and that money mindset, you now work into what we're talking about today. And that is um, the third tier of wealth mindset. And that's more than just putting money in the bank. Kathy, before we close out, Sashala Lamond is joining us from the West Coast. She's uh, somebody who has joined us in the past. Sashala, we're talking about the difference between having money and having a wealth mindset for emerging female leaders. And I just want to recap for those of you that are joining us what those 10 steps that we suggested. One is to eliminate all the petty annoyances that you've been putting up with. Number two, respect your money. It's simple as like taking the bills in your wallet and making them all face the same way. Number three is to plug the money drains, all those little tiny charges that are coming out of your debit account, figure out a way to get rid of them because it's frittering away at your wealth. Number four, create a vacuum. If you don't love it, get rid of it. Create space for all that new and wonderful to come in. Number five, put in place daily pleasure. What are your values? Investigate that. Take inventory and make sure you're doing one thing every single day to be able to make sure you're bringing pleasure into your life. I remember there was an executive coach that spoke at Lady Drinks once. She said that every day she builds in a 20 minutes of what she calls a little vacation. And that might be just going and wandering the aisles of Bloomingdale's, but it's a little thing that she's created for herself that she has to look forward to. Uh, number six, strengthen your strengths and delegate the rest whether or not you get a VA or you get an admin or you get somebody else to take over all those things that you don't want to learn. Number seven, do something that energizes you and make sure you plan ahead. Don't let the weekend kind of wash up on you. Under promise and over deliver. It's always going to be a better proposition in the end. And the final tip is to invest in yourself. Kathy, you have a quote from Will Rogers that you wanted to close this out with today. And, and it's one that I think we've all heard before, but too many people, um, too many people have money they've earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't really like. Yeah. And it's that's the truth. Yeah. And so keeping up with the Joneses is just not going to serve you ever. No, no. The Joneses can't even keep up with themselves. Right. <laughs> right. But I know, you know, to be fair, you know, it's been a tough time uh, in terms of the economy in these last few months. And so I think keeping up with the Joneses is probably the least of our uh, concerns. But at least today, we've talked about things that you can do as a woman, as a leader, to build a wealth mindset. What are we talking about in episode nine? Oh, episode nine is about mindsets and the barriers of negotiation, which obviously goes back to when we go into our careers, we're negotiating our salaries, we may be negotiating a position that brings us wealth, more time off or more vacation. I know um, one of the things I always uh, negotiated, you know, in the past 10 years was more time with my family. Um, that was more important than the extra dollars in the bank account. Um, and having that successful ne uh, negotiation mindset right from the get-go, it's so important that you go and believe in confidently that you deserve it and you have value in it.
All right. Well, I look forward to this conversation next week. We are six minutes over our promised time. So Kathy, I will see you next week. But if anyone wants to work with you, how do they get in touch with you? Oh, just email me at StuartKathy, S-T-U-A-R-T-K-A-T-H-I-E at gmail.com. And for me, uh, you can always get in touch with me at info at ladydrinks.com. My public speaking masterclass kicks off tomorrow night. There are two spots left. If you'd like to join, we'd love to have you. All right, Thank Kathy, you. I'll see you next week. Thank you, Joya. Bye. Bye now.